0: Studios.
1: We recently re-watched the Pixar film Soul that was originally released in 2020. The film follows Joe Gardner, played by Jamie Foxx, a part-time middle school music teacher who finally gets his first big break playing piano for a renowned jazz artist and her band. Without giving too much away, the film explores death, the afterlife, our purpose in life, and ultimately reframes Joe's perspective on his purpose spark, away from piano and his career. Instead, Joe begins to appreciate all of the individual moments, people, and experiences he has encountered as his purpose. This film resonated with us and partially inspired Kinship Tales because we too saw that our relationships, memories, and daily experiences make up our purpose. Each day, we try, as difficult as it can be, to appreciate the small and large moments. Our mission with Kinship Tales is to show everyone that we all have a story worth telling and believe that audio is the best way to capture the awe in every story.
0: Inspired by the film and seeking to practice appreciation for our new home, Seattle, we embarked on an adventure 26 miles southeast of Pioneer Square towards a neighborhood known as Rainier Beach to a place called Kubota Garden. Located at 9817 55th Avenue South, the Kubota Garden is the life's work of Fujitaro Kubota.
1: Leaving the ferry terminal, we walked to Pioneer Square Station at the corner of Third Avenue and Yesler Way to catch the light rail train to Rainier Beach. Kelly and I are still amazed that you can catch a train every 10 minutes that can take you to either end of the city for under $5.
0: Partly cloudy outside, the train ride was pleasant and included a mix of people. Young, old, headed to work, school, or the airport. It was great to see so many people ride the train. Passing several neighborhoods, Soto, the International District, and Othello, the light rail track overlooks each of the different parts of town. After about 40 minutes on the train, we disembarked at the Rainier Beach stop. The final stop of the light rail goes beyond the SeaTac Airport, about 20 minutes further south.
1: Walking from the train platform onto Martin Luther King Jr. Way, we went east on Henderson Street. To our surprise, there was a lovely bike path called Chief Self Trail, less than 200 yards from the train stop and a short 20-minute walk to Kubota Garden.
0: These purple flowers are so vivid.
1: Yeah, these hills must be man-made.
0: That's what it seems like to me. Maybe it's to block road noise?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it seemed to be kind of on either side of the road.
1: Fujitaro Kubota ended up purchasing 20 acres of swampland in Rainier Beach and turned it into hills, valleys, streams, bridges, ponds, waterfalls, and traditional Japanese gates. At the behest of city residents and the local Japanese community, the city of Seattle eventually purchased the garden from the Kubota family in 1987. Mr. Kubota immigrated to the U.S. in 1907, later bringing his wife and children with him and settling in Seattle. Mr. Kubota had very little knowledge of gardening, however, chose to start a landscaping company in the 1920s since it was one of the only careers people of Japanese origins could have in Seattle due to the anti-Asian sentiment at the time.
0: As we walked past the parking lot to enter the garden, we saw a pair of limousines for what appeared to be a wedding photo shoot. Brian and I walked past the entry plaza, through the front gate and ornamental wall. Oh, it's so beautiful. The bronze gate was stunning. Later we learned it was designed by Gerard Tsudakawa to cross the threshold from the everyday world to a sacred space already, like, five things, and like, oh, I can get a shot of that. And, like, pace yourself. There's a lot to see in this place, and I'm going to make, what, a minute and 20-second yeah. <laughs> social media video, so.
1: Welcoming us as we passed the gate was the bell and drinking fountain. Our self-guided tour pamphlet instructed us to ring the bell with our knuckle to let the spirits know we are in the garden.
0: Looks like a lot of people hit it right there.
1: Meandering our way south to the Terrace Overlook, a beautiful pavilion atop a stone wall built by famed Japanese masons, we could see most of the garden, as well as a young woman feeding the koi fish in the spring pond, which dates back to the 1930s.
0: We marveled at the diversity of plants, trees, and wildlife living amongst the sprawling garden. Brian and I enjoyed seeing the many visitors who were there that day walking around with children or grandparents. Many of them spoke languages from around the world.
1: After Pearl Harbor on December seventh, 1941, Mr. Kubota and his family, along with the 7,000 other people of Japanese ancestry in Seattle, were interned in Idaho at Camp Minidoka until the fall of 1945. During the war, his sons Tom and Tok Kubota served in the Army's military intelligence unit. After the war, Fujitara Kubota was 66 years old and came back to an overgrown garden at Rainier Beach. He and his sons would spend the subsequent decades building waterfalls, bridges,
0: and walking paths. Feeding the necklace of ponds on the property is Mapes Creek a natural stream that is protected by the surrounding area. Passing the stone garden with its traditional Japanese gate, we saw some of the original features that Mr. Kubota planted and built. From there you pass the Farra forest with cypress trees and the heart bridge that resembles a red bridge in a garden from Fujitaro Kubota's home island in Shikoku, Japan. We continued to pass beautiful stone paths, lookout points, and ornate stone lanterns. Eventually we came upon the Moon Bridge, a steep crossing with bright red railings. The bridge symbolizes the difficulty of living a good life, hard to walk up and hard to walk down.
1: The final feature of the garden we visited was Mr. Kubota's last contribution to his masterpiece, The Mountainside, which rises 65 feet with ponds and waterfalls that were completed in 1962, the same year as the Seattle World's Fair. We climbed to the top of the mountainside and sat on a bench overlooking the garden. No waterfall right now. (laughs) We heard the voices of other visitors floating up to us and birds chirping, the leaves rustling in the wind around us. It was there that we were reminded of the film's soul and how its message about purpose relates to Mr. Kubota's life. Mr. Kubota dedicated himself, without much background in gardening, to create a sprawling life's work that is enjoyed by thousands of people each year. He went against tradition by leaving Japan, faced discrimination and racism in his adopted home, and still moved forward with building this garden. In 1972, at age 93, the Japanese government awarded Fujitaro Kubota the fifth class order of the sacred treasure, in recognition for introducing and building respect for Japanese gardening in the US. Mr. Kubota died in 1973. Fujitaro Kubota is an example of someone who intuitively knew that his purpose was cherishing the elements around him to create relationships, memories, and a lifetime of experiences for himself and so many others. The Kubota Garden Foundation, along with the City of Seattle and a team of volunteers, keeps his vision and spirit alive. Where do you find your moments of inspiration and awe? Does it come from things outside your career or profession? Try to identify your purpose with individual moments, people, and experiences in your life. Also, we highly recommend watching Soul if you haven't already seen it. Thanks for listening. See you next Friday.